Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up? This is KJ Brent, wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders, and you're listening to the Jake Brown Show. Welcome to the Jake Brown Show, everybody. CBS Radio's Play.it, iTunes, Spotify is where you find us. Hope you're all having a happy holidays as Hanukkah approaches, as Christmas approaches, as Kwanzaa approaches, and the New Year approaches. Uh, Jake Brown Radio and Jake Brown Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube is where you find us. Luke Halpert running the boards at I am Luke Halpert. In the building with us now is the first guest co-host of the show. It is the beautiful, the vivacious, the lovely Kim Adams. Thank you. What an intro, Jake. I have to say I'm I'm a little nervous. You are you're a big time radio guy. This is my first time doing something radio, so I'm feeling a lot of pressure here today. You should not feel pressure because the only big time I am is in my belly and my height at 6'3", uh, 240. But Kim Adams, I appreciate that. Kim underscore Adams one if you want to find her on the Twitter sphere. Uh, you've done a lot of stuff with the Big East. We're going to go into the Big East later. The Big East Conference begins this week or next week? It begins next week, right before the new year. Loaded slate right out of the gate. So if you don't like the Big East, unfollow Kim on Twitter because she will be hitting you with constant Big East tweets. Thanks for the promotion. (laughs) But if you do, give her a big follow. Um, I tweet about other things. No, she does. She's a Mets, Giants fan, Knicks Knicks fan. Which means she's good people, as I'm a fan of all three. I'm a Jets and Giants fan, which is odd, but mm. it is true. Uh, but I don't IDGAF uh, what the haters would the say. The fact that you're still accepting that you're a Jets fan is pretty big of you. I should give up. Yeah, I really should. I actually was a Giants fan first, and then someone ruined my life and got me the Jets. And everything went downhill from there. Uh, but the Giants have two Super Bowls. Those are the only championships I've been able to celebrate in my 25 years on this earth. Um, but we're going to get into the Big East later, the Big East hoop season. For me, a little bit, the Big East has lost its luster with all the conference realignments, and you've heard this over and over again. I, I miss the old St. John's Syracuse, like the St. John's. As I'm a Johnny's fan outside of Hofstra in Maryland, but the St. John's, like Georgetown, just the Syracuse-UConn matchups, you just don't have that. Like, Don't you miss that? As a matter of fact, St. John's is playing Syracuse next week, so there you can you, you can well, relive that, it. That and Georgetown <laughs> just beat Syracuse, as a matter of fact. But um, but no, I mean it's it's a new league, but I love the new realignment. the The Midwest schools are doing incredibly. Xavier, Creighton, Creighton Butler, yeah. uh, all in the top twenty five right now. So obviously, we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, myself included, grew up with. The original Big East, and some people miss that, but I think the new grouping of teams is is something special, and it's one of the most exciting conferences in college basketball. Is it Creighton or Creighton? Creighton. Creighton. It's Creighton. 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 Yeah. Like Creighton. crazy. Go Cray. Why do you think it was Creighton? Creighton. Creighton. Well, anyone, you better get familiar that, because they're the number anyone? nine team in the country right Ooh, now. Ooh, you get young mob boys. <laughs> Ooh, 
Um, they are number nine. And Villanova is number one. And Butler is in the top 25. Butler. E- Xavier is solid. Ooh, another big mistake. Never say Xavier. What is it? To Xavier fans. Xavier. They okay. will... They, they'll they come after you. me on Twitter because they'll um, come after you if you said something about them. Right. Because you have a lot uh, of Xavier followers. It's like it's like xylophone. Xavier. It's, like a, it's Xavier. more of a Z. Hmm. But you can just call him X. This is an educational podcast. Yeah. I'm learning about the X-Men I'm over here. I'm just, I'm putting on for my teams right now. And on a, in a web extra, we're going to have a Drake battle of some sort. We have not determined yet. Uh, so we'll see about that. We're waiting on confirmation on, uh, can you tell the meters? Can you tell the meters? Uh, Kent Jones is supposed to be on. We'll see what happens. Coming up later in the show is the, one of my favorite broadcasters in all of sports. This guy is, describes things better than anyone. Uh, he, he broke down the fight that went on the f- that happened on the field that went viral. Kevin Harlan will be joining us uh, in a little bit. Big East a little bit later. Uh, we'll go around the NFL, but a lot of football to talk to. I'll talk about. But first, uh, a topic that was on my mind today is Barstool talked about Jingle All the Way being the most underrated Christmas movie, and I could not agree with with that more. I want to know your your guys' favorite Christmas movie. Yours is? Well, I have to first say that I don't think I've ever seen Jingle All the Way. What? Leave the studio. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> Return the wine. <laughs> you have to see Jingle All the Way this Christmas. Do it okay. for me and report back. I feel like at this point, if you haven't seen it, it's like watching Space Jam for the first time now. It's like almost like it loses its luster. You have to Space watch Jam it. never loses its no, luster. No, no, no. I mean, oh, but you were saying if it was your like first time. You're in a different mindset. Yeah, like if you're six years old, Who is in Jam. Jingle All the Way? Maybe Arnold. I've seen it. I just don't Jamie! Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Put that cookie down. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sinbad? That's all that matters. Sinbad. Phil Sinbad Hartman? was supposed to be on the damn show and that didn't happen. But... You have to see it for Arnold alone um, because it's incredible. Every line is gold. He's in my house eating my cookies, decorating my tree. Um, what's another good line? Hey, Malian, I have a special delivery for you. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Nobody likes you, Booster. I know like every line from that movie. Yeah. Um, we used to watch that a lot back in the day. Many a times. Yeah. But you said you like Home Alone, and we had this debate. Luke says Home Alone is not a Christmas movie, and then he goes on to say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? No, I don't think either of them are Christmas movies. However, people such as yourself refer to them as Christmas movies. They're movies that happen to be around the holiday season. They have kind of like a holiday feel. Just because there ain't no reindeer Home Alone doesn't mean it's not a Christmas movie. It's based around parents leaving for Christmas, or they come back on Christmas... I, for, I forget the whole the, sh- the whole movie series revolves around Christmas. Yeah. They're going to the churches. They're decorating the house. But I they're like, waking up on Christmas morning and going on a trip. Based like Elf is a Christmas movie. That's a movie. I that's was going like to say that one fundamentally too. I love based Elf. in Christmas. Home Alone, Die Hard are movies where Christmas just happens to be happening at that time. So it's like they you can you're re- wrong. Luke. They it's are t- Christmas movies, I guess, but like I don't think they're true Christmas movies. Home Alone, I think, is a true Christmas movie. I think you're out of your mind. What about Die Hard? What do you think about Die Hard, then? If Home Alone is one, I think Die Hard is. Die Hard's Uh, like an action movie, though. I'm going to sit this one out. I don't think Die Hard is. I just... I can't put it in that category. That's one that may happen around Christmas time, but it's not based... The movie's based on something else. I don't know. 
We know Jingle All the Way is a definite all the way Christmas is movie. A classic, but yeah, it's from I, our generation. I think it's big. But you go don't to sleep people. on the Grinch. Don't sleep on who is it? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. The Grinch, and, yeah. uh, that was a great movie. That was a great movie from uh, T- Taylor Momsen. Is that something. the Cindy Lou Who? Yeah, she's she, a singer now. Oh, is she really? She's a singer. She killed that the, role. The Pretty Reckless. It's like she's like like a big like rock singer now. That's but I, like that's a great Christmas movie. She right had a there. total one eighty in her career. She's doing good though. Who? Taylor Momsen, I think her name is. Taylor Momsen. She was like the, she was Cindy Lou Who, and now she's in a band. She's a lead singer for a band. It's a big band. Good to know. Look it up. We also were looking on <laughs> Mims before, as we were listening to some Mims. Mims. Uh, like this, which I didn't remember until I heard it. Now it's a jam. We Such need a good song. To, we need to get Mims. Shout out to followers. Mims. Yeah. Shout out to Shout that Where have you Mims. been? We need some more Mims I music in our lives. I'm getting him on a show just just for shits and giggles. Like just, just for shits have, and gigs. Yeah. I want to talk to Mims. Yeah, we'll have Mims care. on. Um, but in other news. Oh, what else is going on? <laughs> That Christmas debate could go on forever because someone tweeted me saying Die Hard 2 and I said you're wrong. Um, but every line from Jingle All the Way I think I could recite. Um, and people were reciting yesterday. I was at a re- a nursing home and a rehab home and this guy had a mullet. I wish I got a picture. I got a little snap vid but it wasn't enough. Straight out of 1960s, man. Singing like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer to like 90-year-olds and the looks on their faces. I was like, I never want to get old, man. But here was the best part. My mom leaves her purse, and I told her I was going to talk about this on the show because it was so ridiculous. She leaves her purse in the room. They're taking care of shout my- Shout out Noel. Sh- shout out Noel Brown. They were taking care- Jake, don't say my name on the radio. Um, sh- they, they were taking care of my papa or whatever, something in his room. They had to close the door. My mom's bag is in there. Pretty sure her wallet like, fell out and was on the bed or something. They like We leave the room to go down the hall like to talk to my nana, and they're like, oh my God, we left a wallet in there, a wallet. So they go back and the wallet is on the bed, like open, and they they literally think that a nurse stole money from them, at an old people's home. Oh man, I thought this story was actually gonna have a good ending. No, I didn't know it, it was is going a good ending. Way. No one stole anything though. That's the most ridiculous. Oh, they thing. didn't. No, she obviously had dropped or something. There's no way someone went in her bag while they're taking care sure? of my grandpa. It's not confirmed, but there was nothing really taken. There was nothing taken out this of it. Is speculative. It's just like I just I don't understand that. I don't know. Sorry, I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> well, the, the people here at CBS are good people because when I first got here, I went into the bathroom and apparently I left my cell phone on the sink because I'm known to do dumb things like that. I went back and it was still there. So There you go. Wow. Thank <laughs> you. Christmas season. Well, that is a Christmas miracle right well, now. I was just like, mom. There are some good people in the world. And I'm, I said to her, I said, a nurse taking care of like your father-in-law is not going to go into your wallet and steal something. No one a, would expect it. At an old people's home. It's, it's just like not the, going to it's happen. It's like the Spanish Inquisition. No one everywhere we go, they worry about lo- getting things stolen. It's the reality of living in New York, I think, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. you, you got to be on your toes My dad's had a car stolen before. I think that's why what? I worry. A yeah. car? I'm pretty sure how someone you, took his how car. How does that happen? Should we call him now and get the story? You want? Do you know it? Should we call Bob Brown for just for shits and gigs? I mean, I think at this point My dad had a car stolen. From the White Plains train station when I was young. Uh oh. oh White Plains. I was born in White Plains Hospital. No, actually. you weren't. I was. Were you really? Yeah. Oh, oh shout out. Yes, it Same was. Town. Um, but I had to get that off my chest. All right, we talked freaking Christmas movies. We talked. I'll say this though. Back to Christmas movies for one people. second. Yes. There's two classic Christmas movies that I think we completely omitted, and it's the Rudolph special and the, the Peanuts Christmas. 
I think those are two. The Charlie you Brown? Think, yeah. yeah. Charlie Brown Christmas and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Those are the two. When you think they of Christmas They tug at the heartstrings. Yeah, man. I mean, everyone grew up with those. Generations grew up with those. Your parents did. Your parents' parents did. I think those. It, the list starts and ends with those two. Okay. It's not bad. Can't knock tradition. Yeah. <laughs> um, Elf, we talked about, was solid. I know you're an Elf so fan. So funny. Elf is great. Uh, how about the Salvation Army, man? How about him? I, I had no issue with Zeke's celebration. I, I mean, thought that was fun. I think Odell was typical. Od- I love Odell, but saying he'd be fine for that, he's probably right. But I didn't think that tweet was really necessary. No, I, I didn't either. I, but first of all, you have a big red jar sitting right outside of the end zone. Mm-hmm. I feel like they had a partnership with the NFL to encourage somebody to jump planned. in there. Yeah. I mean, they didn't make it. In the press, in their uh, post-game comments yesterday, they said Zeke was thinking about it during warm-ups. He would do it. I don't know if he knew about it, but how can you put a big red jar there and not hope that a player is going to jump into it? Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense that it worked because they donated over $100,000 was raised to the Salvation Army after that. So it was clearly planned. Um did they, did they find Zeke? I don't know. No, they, they said they, they said gave no. an excessive celebration flag. Yeah. But no fine. There's usually like a $12,000 fine. It's a typical NFL no-fun league move to even flag him. I understand it, but I think for one time you exempt it. Just It's for charity. Yeah, I mean, if they had actually fined him, they would have taken a lot of heat. But, um, yeah, I don't think it was really – I'm a huge Odell fan too, but I don't think it was his place to chime in there. He would not have gotten fined if he did the same thing. Yeah, I, I think that was Odell just trying to grab some attention – some headlines as he usually does but hey what did Odell do he went out and won the game again for the Giants with a big touchdown in the fourth quarter uh to beat the Lions and an impressive win for the Giants and a much needed win as Luke zooms in on my face right now here you like this a story of tea right here oh repping the repping the hometown well the town that I reside in I don't know do you call it hometown if you live there no unless you're from there your whole is yeah. Trumbull your hometown N- I, I little I went from Little Neck to Trumbull to North Carolina in oh, that story. Wow. So I don't know what to call my home. I'm just saying I'm a New Yorker because I went to Hofstra. So I, if you include the Hofstra years, I've lived in New York more years in my life. Um, so I, I'll say I'm from Queens, even though some people consider Little Neck Long Island, which makes me mad. Um, were you just pointing at the Nuggets? Yeah. <laughs> speaking of folks, if you're on Facebook Live right now, if you're if you're listening to this, go back and go to the Facebook Live. We had the most undercooked nuggets in the history of mankind right here. That's Just disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> and they Wait, will the reap the reap the uh, uh. look, they're all like this too. Just oh. Three Just boxes mushed. of them. Three boxes. Sixty them. nuggets. One McDonald's, I want my money back. Two, I want free nuggets at least for like a couple of months, preferably life. Um, <laughs> at least a year or something. Uh, and cook them next time. Just embarrassing yourself. Uh, you could file like a lawsuit for that. That's ridiculous. Um, but anyways, I'm just all over the map today, <laughs> per usual. Um, I mean, I'm I'm pretty let down because the only reason I was sold on this was because I was told there would be nuggets. I, and now you I you broke a girl's heart during Christmas, McDonald's. Look what you've done. Nugget. Well, you got the wine, McDonald's. You gotta got, figure this out. You got the wine, but McDonald's. No, I'm yeah. sipping on on water. McDonald's. Oh, okay. Keep yeah. the vocal cords. Yeah. She's not drinking wine. Uh, Keeping it. McDonald's is continuing to embarrass themselves. Um, (laughs) I would ride over there, but I'd have to do it if I was on Kumo tires. 
Uh, what does the road to success for an NFL player look like? Kuma's tired. This read is ridiculous. What fuels a player's road to success with player style? Files presented by Kumo Tire. You can catch uh, Rashad Jennings, Darren McFadden, uh, in their videos. And uh, visit KumoTire.com to learn how better quality tires can improve your car's performance, better traction, better groove, better control, less noise. Kumo Tire, better always. Kumo has the tires to help you drive through the toughest road conditions with better grip control, handling balance for a more comfortable ride. Ultra-rain, ultra-high performance, love mud and snow. There's something for your everyday commute there. So go to KumoUSA.com slash dealer. I don't think you got enough credit for that segue right there. I I received a Nobel Peace Prize for my segues uh, last week. That's impressive. I didn't bring the trophy in, but yeah. Um, I'm very proud of that. But anyways, speaking of Snapchat, which we weren't speaking of. <laughs> I literally just put you over. They, they took oh, great transitions. I, that they, was, what was that? They just took the trophy from my desk. Oh, but yeah, Sheldon literally. Richardson, man. I wouldn't blame him. Sheldon Richardson goes, where the hoes at? Fuck this game is what he said. Now, I'm not mad at him for saying where the hoes at. That's fine. It's whatever. He's, no he, disrespect. He wanted to know. But for him to saying fuck this game right before the game is just a disaster. Like both both things to say you don't say on Snapchat. But the timing of that snap in an age where you know someone is gonna screen grab it, I don't even know how to grab a Snapchat video. I really don't know how. I, I think, think there's you, a software for that. I think if you that. jailbreak a phone, you can do it, but I, it's not something that I had no. What was your reaction to that, Kim, as a female? I mean, b- both lines are terrible, but yeah. yeah I shouldn't be condoning saying we're the hoes. I don't want to bring politics back, but it goes into the old locker room talk thing, mm. and we don't want to think that that's how athletes talk in the locker room. Um. But yeah, I mean, just just a stupid decision. This is literally everything you say in this day and age is recorded and mm-hmm. put out there for everyone to see, especially if you're a professional athlete or a celebrity. Um, so just, tough call to to say that. And on top of that, uh, the whole the whole issue of Sheldon Richardson and. The past stuff he's had go- gone on with him. He's had suspensions. He drove 130 miles an hour with with a freaking his cousin in the background. Like he's already had plenty of issues, and now this. I mean, how worse can it get for this guy? You have to think he's going to be on the trade block for the Jets coming up. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't sound like somebody that somebody wants to bring into their organization. You you never want people that have on field issues. It's not somebody that you want to bring into the locker room and. And have to explain themselves to the team, and oh, I'm gonna change my ways. Doesn't even sound like someone who wants to be there in the first place. Yeah, it's definitely. like you're making all this money, you're living your dream, and it's like, oh, I don't even want to be here. Like, what are you doing? What are you? Why are you even playing? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting to hear that stuff because there's more stuff like that from other players that doesn't get out. You know how many players are playing now just for the check? I mean. Think about the Cleveland Browns. What are they playing for? Think about the Cincinnati Bengals. We're talking about teams that are eliminated, that have been eliminated for a couple of weeks now. Um, Think about the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, there's teams that right now are collecting checks but don't care. But don't make that public. That's something you keep to yourself. If you don't care, you got a couple of weeks left, then you could go to Bermuda, go on vacation, and it's fine. But just tough it out. And you're in New York, and Sheldon Richardson's making a lot of money to play. He's one of the faces of that defense. 
and this if when trade line when the trade bait talks come around, there's not going to be as many teams interested when stories like this come out. When stories of you having weed, a gun, and your like ten year old cousin while driving 130 <laughs> miles an hour come out. I mean, you literally can't get any dumber. Like Dumb and Dumber Three, starring Sheldon Richardson by himself and no one else. They, also, they clone him. He's dumb and dumber. <laughs> Show some respect to the fans. Jake yeah. Brown is still tuning into the Jets games. Uh, he's still a Jet fan. For with, some I know, really. I, I try not to watch as much. Fans though. are paying money to come to the games. They're spending $12 on a beer, and you're telling them that this game doesn't mean anything to me? It's, it's true. Why am so I going to spend doing? my money and come watch this team play? You heard that crescendo in her voice. She means business right now. Kim is fired up in the studio. Fired up right now. Um, yeah, I mean, there was literally 30,000 people tops is what I read at the game on Saturday, which the Jets got to do something because they can't even fill half of the stadium uh, in December. Right it's just a disaster. And they could not have fumbled the quarterback situation any worse. Bryce Petty should have been playing weeks and weeks ago. At the midseason point, Bryce Petty should have been on the field. They waited so long, and at this point – can you evaluate Bryce Petty off of what? Four games potentially when the season's said and done? You can't really do that. You're going to have to draft a quarterback. They're probably going to get the guy to UNC, Mitch Trubinsky. Uh, if he's on the board, you win another game. He might not be on the board, so you really have to lose out here. But they're in a tough pickle right now with that quarterback situation. It's it's ugly. It's Yeah, I mean, the fans are just... I feel bad for you Jets fans. Yeah. They're beside themselves. Just Luckily, they root for the Giants, too. Ooh. Did they win their first game? I think. No, they, they lost, <sighs> I think, in the last second. Who? The, the Jets to the Bengals. Yeah, they did. I feel Nugent, like there was some. Who was cut this week, by the way. I was at that game, yeah. There was yeah, some was positivity cut. at the beginning of the season, and then it just got ugly. It just spiraled out of control. This is the Jake Brown Show. We got Kim Adams from uh, formerly the Biggies Digital Network. Kim uh, underscore Adams one. Watch out for her. She's killing it. She's a great reporter. She knows her stuff. She knows Big East. We'll get into that after Kevin Harlan. Before we get into Kevin Harlan as we go around the NFL here, um, some other nuggets, some raw nuggets that we'll get into. We talked about the Giants. The defense, remarkable. Janoris Jenkins, no major injury. They're saying no organ problem. He should be okay, which is great news. Bad news, Shane Vereen out for the year, it looks like. Back on IR. I mean, he's been out all year anyway. For the most but part. he would have been huge come yeah. playoffs as a third down back who could catch a ball out of the backfield. You don't have that with Rashad Jennings or Orleans Starkwell. Uh, you have it, I guess, a little bit with Bobby Rainey. So, Perkins has been playing a lot. Lately. Perkins, yes. Perkins has been good. But nothing, enough can't be said about the Giants' defense. Even without un- JPP, how good they've been. Unreal. And attacking the quarterback and just how good the secondary was against an MVP candidate, Matthew Stafford. you got to be hyped as a Giants fan. I am very hyped. 10-4. Last two games, Dallas and Detroit, division leaders, held them to just 13 points combined. I mean, that is, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, two teams they might face later on. You never know. Yeah, definitely. So the defense has has been outstanding. It's been exciting. But I, I am still a little worried about the offense because yeah. at some point someone's going to score two touchdowns. And if you can't put up more points than that. It's weird because they have the ability to be explosive. I think the offensive line doesn't always give Eli enough time. I think Jennings, his issue is he has spurts where he's good and then other times where he just does nothing. 
Uh, but you have the receivers, man. You got Sterling Shepard. You got Odell Beckham. You got Victor Cruz. Cruz has kind of been nowhere to be found. But we know he has the ability to just come out of the woodworks at any point now. And speaking of Cruz, bring this up. I don't know if you were tuned in the, to the last game on Fox when they were basically saying RIP to Victor Cruz's career. Did yeah, that well, make you upset? Yeah, I was mad. That's ridiculous. They were saying, they were basically saying not only will he not be on the Giants, but it sounded like they were like, he's not going to take another play in his life. Well, that's and absurd. He might not be back on the Giants next year, but he'll be on someone. I was I'll so mad about that. Yeah, I, I th- you know how it is. Hot takes. But, we but live yeah, in the age of right. hot takes. The Giants seem to have all the weapons in place offensively, but something yeah. just hasn't connected this season. But, hey, they could explode at any point, which is why I'm feeling positive as we make this, this little playoff run in the next few weeks. Indeed, indeed. Um, how about the Titans, man? I mean, what a win against that was the a Chiefs. Great win. I mean, how did the they, Titans they it, come back late and then they they don't get the two point conversion? That I'm a little indifferent on. Here's why: there was over three minutes remaining. Sure, they had no timeouts, but they were going to get the ball back if they don't get that two point conversion. If they just make three stops, so I was a little indifferent about going for. I usually love when a coach goes for it. I think earlier in the year when Jack Del Rio did it with less than a minute, awesome move. And it worked. Sometimes it doesn't work. I, I think it takes guts to do it. I'm 50-50 on the decision, but guess what? They still find a way to win, and the Titans are 8-6. and six. Control their own destiny, I believe, if they win out here. You got to look. This Titans team is, what, is a tremendous story. And they're a lot of fun, too. And I thought the most impressive thing about that game was, you know, they're, they're a team with a great offense. But their offense really, for the most part, got completely shut down. The Chiefs have a really good D. They knocked him down. The Titans' defense really stepped up and played well, and they were able to beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, which yeah. is not easy to do. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an impressive win, and I'd love to see them in the playoffs because we're not going to see seventy-two million dollar Brock Osweiler in the playoffs. If I we really do, it'll Texans be Tom Savage's job. Um, I really hope the Titans make twenty-one it the Savage, Texans. twenty-one <laughs> Savage. Kylie Jenner is currently sliding in Tom Savage's DMs what? right now. Don't bring that. You in heard here. it here first. I'm just That's kidding. how rumors start. Uh, no, you heard all the rumors. Twenty-one <laughs> Savage trying to go after Kylie. Who's not trying to go after Kylie? Like she's smoking. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like Kim is trying to slide in Kylie's uh, GM DMs no. to no avail. Uh, <laughs> never. Nope. Um, nope. Nope. Never. Up. Yep, I'm going to let you keep going with that. I'm going to hold my mouth shut on this conversation. Uh, but Savage Nobody came in there and safe. just led the comeback, led the way, and the Texans win. But please, I do not want the Texans in the playoffs. I want the Titans to win the division. And the Colts are a weird team. You can't read them. They go out and dominate They're hot over the Vikings right they, who get Adrian Peterson back. They're not hot. They're inconsistent. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. Well, Right now they're hot. Yeah, they will have an interesting road here. Um, I just think that the the Titans really should win this division, and I hope that they, they win this division. The Texans will play the Bengals and the Titans, so that last game of the season will likely determine the division in Week 17. That could be the flex game. The Colts play the Raiders and Jaguars, so you'd think they, if they lose the Raiders, it's over. Uh, Jaguars have become an automatic win. Gus Bradley gets the axe. Thank the good Lord. That team is a disaster. It was a shame because that team looked like it was really on the upstart just coming into this year. And week one against the Packers, they came out guns ablaze, and everyone thought, you know, even though they lost, that was a big win. It's time they to can Blake Bortles. Awful. I'm sick of Blake Bortles. Blake I give Bortles, him one more chance because he's been solid up until Blake this Bortles year, and Blaine Gabbard. Uh, this was know. not a good look for him all year. He's been terrible. Yeah. He's, Absolutely he terrible. Sucks, man. He sucks. Um, the Jaguars blow that. 
Um, the Steelers did not blow it, but the Bengals did. Steelers come back down 17-3 and win that game, and now they're on pace to win this division. They're 9-5 and here, uh, and they're in the the, uh, the third seed in the, in the AFC. I can't speak. Big game against the Ravens this week. Really the game of the week. Steelers-Ravens, the great rivalry that we know it as before the Steelers play the Browns. So the Steelers go out and beat the Ravens. They will win the AFC North. And they're dangerous. They're coming in here, and they're going to come into the playoffs as really the, maybe the most dangerous team with Le'Veon Bell, man. Yeah. He is incredible. I mean, are you on? Do you have any fantasy teams, Kim? No, I've at, I've I've been asked this a lot lately. I've never played fantasy. I think I'm finally going to have to do it next year. It's never too late to start. I just feel like I would I would get so into it that I would like waste too much time on it that's nba nba was very i didn't do nba this year for the first year in a long time that's very time consuming nba nfl you check once or twice a week it's not bad so i suggest you do it i know you have like 10 free minutes in your week if it's only 10 minutes i can make it happen you could do it like i'm a person who takes like four hours to fill out my march madness bracket because i analyze every single matchup yeah Fantasy, and then they all lose. Yeah, and then we all lose. That's how brackets work. One thing I'll say about the Steelers, though, is that you know they have Ben, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. They have such a great, they have such great weapons. But at the same time, they're really inconsistent. They have games where they just don't show up. Like they're they're weird. They are, but when it matters most, they'll come out and do their thing. Well, yesterday they didn't score a touchdown till the fourth quarter. Yeah, they had six field goals. They did. That's crazy. They did. Spot on analysis, right They're there. They're a good team from that who? Boswell, be a great yeah. Team. No, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, you said it. Fourth quarter took them without offense to score a touchdown. I mean, Halfway Bengals defense is yeah. Bengals defense is okay, but they're not elite. Um, it's not going to work in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. We'll field goal, field goal, field goal. We'll see. Well, it works. It works for Adam Vinatieri usually. <laughs> he might not be in the playoffs this year. The Patriots go out and win over the Broncos, and the Broncos after the game are having locker room brawls they got the offense going against the defense and how as luke rocks a terrell davis broncos jersey here in the studio um how how could you not be angry at that offense i mean the defense is doing it all can the broncos score i mean trevor simeon looks solid the first quarter shout out year, to northwestern and then yeah. he's falling yes northwestern grad oh. a penn quaker undergrad where she was a, a baller shooting guard yep shooting guard but what, trevor what number, was what number are you in high school, I was 12, but then it was taken, so I had to switch to 22 in college. I actually like 22. 22 a little better. Charles Jenkins number. Um, but what? Trevor Simeon was the quarterback was he? when I was there for my one year of grad school. Wow. There you go. I like him, Trevor Simeon. He's just struggled. He's much better than I thought he was. He's so many be. targets, and I think losing C.J. Anderson was so big for that team. Devontae Booker has no one behind him, really, that could play. And Booker himself is a rookie that you're asking a lot of. So the Broncos really are out. For the playoffs at this point, they, they need a lot of help to get. In they the need a miracle, and believe me, I'd rather see them than the freaking Miami Dolphins, who find ways to win in the ugliest of ways. And Matt Moore is their quarterback. I completely disagree. I do not want no. I do not want the Dolphins, and they're they're not that good of a team. They've scratched out wins, and do you really want to see Matt Moore in the freaking playoffs? No shot. You just don't want to see that. I mean, they're nine and five. Oh, I thought you were talking about teams that you like if you want to face them. Play. No, I would, I, I would. I would not want to face Denver. That defense could. No, 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 I up. agree. I would want to face Miami. The I'm Dolphins saying, are beatable. Yeah, I don't think the Dolphins are that good. They play the Bills and Pats these last two. We'll see how that plays out. But yeah, they beat the Jets. But man, I I can't imagine them making it. 
your Falcons blowout. No need to discuss that game. The Bucks and Cowboys was really good. Came down to the wire. The Bucks had their chances. Winston struggled. He turned the ball over. And then the Panthers win 26-15, basically ending the Redskins' playoff hopes, which I think in NFC East, Giants fans, we like that, seeing them out of it. Uh, and the Panthers are done, so they just played spoiler. But games to watch this week, guys. We got the Vikings and the Packers. The Vikings basically done, but still trying to fight for something. They need a whole lot of help. Well, if the Packers they win con- that game, they're not dead. Well, yeah, well, the Packers control well, their own destiny. W- they can't win anything. Packers went out. Yeah, they can't win. Packers win, win out. They win the division. Dolphins, Bills is big. The Bills are still somewhat alive for the playoffs, which is insane. Wow. Uh, they have an easy schedule. If they can win this game and they have the Jets next week, it's – if things fall their way, they can still get the it. Bills. The Bills. Yeah, they need a miracle. Yeah, the Colts and the Raiders is a big one. Uh, the Raiders right now have clinched a playoff spot. Uh, we'll have KJ Brenner, the Raiders, on soon. Ravens Steelers is coming up. As I mentioned, Broncos Chiefs right now is the Sunday night game, and then Monday night is Lions Cowboys. So, guys, some some good rivalry games, some big playoff potential. And what the hell was that? That was a Let's Go Lions. So oh, the okay. Cowboys lose. Oh, yeah. Well, so our Giants can was, slide up in there. Even, you might want the Cowboys to win. Are you leaving out Giants at Eagles because you know that the Giants are going to win easily? Yes. Okay. That's, that's, that was why. Eagles are uh, that's win. another it's rivalry. It's always a tough environment, though. Eagles are gonna going to win. Into Honestly, you may want the Cowboys to win for the sake of the wild card because the oh. Giants probably aren't winning the division. The Cowboys lose probably. their last two. Giants win their last two. Giants win the division. So, right. yes, that. But, but they're probably not going to lose two. Yeah, the Cowboys in week 6-17 will play the Eagles. So, Cowboys could lose, too. They're at the Eagles in the last week, so you never know. The Eagles could play spoiler. Mm -hmm. So, in that sense, I could see, and it would be lovely, just lovely, if the Giants could clinch the one seed. I mean, I don't want to count chickens before the hatch, but they would also need Seattle to lose one and to get the one seed. But to get a bye in the first round for the Giants Mm -hmm. after what they went through early in the season – would just be nothing short of a miracle. We got a lot more to do here on the Jake Brown Show. Later on, we'll preview the Big East basketball, the Big East men's basketball season, which gets underway next week. But coming up next here on the show, we're looking forward to chatting with K.J. Brent of the Oakland Raiders. He'll join us next here on the Jake Brown Show. And welcome to the Jake Brown Show, everybody. Played out at iTunes, Spotify is where you find us, Jake Brown Show. Jake Brown Radio. We got Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy Turn. No, it's Kim Adams <laughs> in the building. Uh, I got my designer on. She's co-hosting uh-huh. the show. We have Kevin Harlan as a separate interview as well. There's a show podcast. We got the Big East preview coming up. But talking with us now, the Oakland Raiders are playoff bound and potentially going to be the winners of the division and have a first round bye. And to talk about that with us is rookie Raiders receiver. You know him out of the the Ridge, Marvin Ridge High School, sat behind me in Tracy Grider's class, who, by the way, has lost a lot of weight, apparently, uh, in our uh, history class or something. It is KJ Brent. KJ, what's good, bro? What's up? How you doing? Yeah, my mom told me that she's, like, skinny now, and I just couldn't imagine. You know, girls, like, they're always big. And then they get sorry, Kim. <laughs> but, are you saying but, I'm big? No, no, you're beautiful. I'm saying like, it, uh, girls who are always big, and then they all become all of a sudden become skinny. It's like not the same person. It's a very weird, same for guys. It's just it's weird. But anyways, uh, <laughs> how was your uh, first year? I mean, un- I love your story. You're un- you were undrafted. You signed with the Raiders. Uh, you g- get on the practice squad. Really, probably should have made the team, but obviously they have a lot of good receivers. I think you led the preseason. Uh, 
for the Raiders in receptions, didn't you? I think so. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yes. Brush the dirt off the shoulder. Um, but how has this transition been, and how's the rookie season been? It's been great. I mean, like you said, we're, I mean we're eleven and three. Um, we've got two games left, trying to finish strong. Um, but it's been a great experience. My first year. Uh, it's a great group of guys. Um, it's, it's good being able to be a part of this uh, this kind of historic season. It's, it's been uh, a long time since this organization has been to the playoffs, so it's, it's great to be a part of it. Um, and the transition's been great. Um, it's it's been a, like I said, a great experience. Um, being on practice squad is um, awesome as well. Getting better every week, um, working on my craft every week, and um, just staying ready. Because um, as you know, anything can happen each week. They tell us that every week. Just stay ready. Because um, we've already had practice squad guys get called up um, due to injury or um, some other issue. So uh, I'm just trying to stay ready, stay in the playbook, know my stuff, and uh, uh, keep working. I'm curious uh, from the outside looking in here, practice squad. So I, you have a locker at the games. You're in the locker room before and after the games, and you're in the stands during the game. But what is the process there? Yeah, uh, we travel. Um, not all prep squads travel, I don't think, but um, uh, the Raiders have a big uh, family-oriented uh, theme, so they want to keep the team together. So we traveled every game, which has been a great experience as well, getting to see the how the pregame process goes in the hotel room and all that stuff. Um, we got our lockers at the uh, locker room. Um, and then we're on the sideline with the team as well on the uh, field also. Um, we're just not in any jerseys or anything. We're just in a Raiders sweatshirt or shirt. Um, so it's been it's been a good experience. It, it's been I've been fortunate enough to travel with the team um, and be a part of all that. So it's been good. Uh, have, the, have coaches said to you? You said you've you've made progress throughout this season. How have you progressed? Is the playbook like in the back of your hand right now? Like, do you know everything, the ins and outs? Have you learned and gotten better at throughout the season? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the playbook is, um, as long as you know where to be, um, concepts and all that stuff, and you're good. I mean, obviously, you sprinkle a little bit each week, um, uh, but don't not much changes. We just keep keep our um, team that we have, and because it's been effective. Um, so I just try and know all the positions on the field that I can, because you could be at any place at any time. Um, and I just I, I keep my head in the playbook um, every week, and then um, I think from preseason to what are we in week fourteen, week fifteen now, um, I think I progressed a lot. Just little things that um, my position coach has told me to focus on. Um, I've worked on before practice, during practice, uh, try and get a habit out of it, and I think it's. Honestly, even before like OTAs to camp, I thought I improved a lot too. But even um, from preseason to right now, um, I think I've improved a lot. Um, I just got to keep on working because there's obviously a lot of things that I can still work on and per, uh, uh, critique myself. So I just try and uh, stay focused on that. And KJ, you mentioned it a little bit about how historic this season is. It'll be the first time that this team has been in the playoffs since 2002. So what is the environment like amongst the team do you think that this is a team that kind of appreciates this opportunity more than another team that maybe goes every year or a couple times in the last five years um i don't know because i i haven't been on those teams that uh, like that have gone multiple times in the last few years but we definitely appreciate um the position we're in the guys that 
our top guys on our team, the starters, the, the guys that are playing every week, um, they, they all appreciate it. The coaching staff appreciates it. We're, we all know we're fortunate um, in the position that we're in, but we still have the mindset we had week one, um, and Coach Del Rio harps on that every week. Um, just trust the process. Focus on the, the, the game we have ahead of us because uh, the NFL. Like you say, he tells us every week, everything's talented. Um, so it's never an off week in this league. Um, so we just stay focused every week, focus on the team we have ahead of us, and um, try and go out and get that win um, and stack wins up and uh, going into the postseason. Trust the um, process. Clap, 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 clap. You're getting your Joel Embiid on, KJ, uh, with that line. Uh, KJ, what was that? That's a TTP. <laughs> KJ Brent joining us, the Jake Brown Show here with Kimmy Kimmy Turner, KJ underscore Brent. On Twitter, can that be your new nickname, Kim? If you want no? it to be. All right, I'm gonna I'm just call you Kimmy Turner. <laughs> I don't know um, if it's gonna take on very well, but all right, well, we can try. I I could pick my own name, so I'm gonna call you Kimmy Turner. All right, KJ, uh, w- w- bottles had to be popping. I mean, what was it like when you guys clinched a playoff spot? You beat the Chargers, you get the 11th win. I had to imagine it must have been a nice night, a great celebration. It was fun. The plane ride home was fun. Everybody was lively. Uh, everybody was happy. Uh, everyone got on the. Uh, Instagram is updated with that new live feature, so everybody was on Instagram live, <laughs> um, happy. Uh, it was a it was a good plane ride home. All the all the uh, plane rides are good. Uh, back home for about a, over an hour at least uh, when you win, so it was fun. Seven Raiders, KJ, named to the Pro Bowl. As the Pro Bowl roster has just been announced uh, within the last hour. Obviously, three of those are Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper. And Derek Carr. I mean, working with Derek Carr, I know he had, when you first got there, he sent you a message. He sent you a tweet, welcome you aboard. What has it been like working with him? I mean, this guy could be an MVP favorite. He's been remarkable, and now he's doing it with a dislocated finger. He's a fighter. Uh, what's that experience working with Carr been like? It's been great. Dude, uh, Derek's a great guy. Great guy on and off the field. Um, true competitor. Uh, uh, definitely a great leader. There's a reason why he's one of our captains. Um, but I've also talked to him throughout the season. He's kept me focused, um, uh, telling me some things that he sees and stuff like that. So it's been good getting to know him and um, working beside him uh, and putting in some work with him as well. Um, like I said, he's a great guy, a great competitor, so it's been fun. Have you seen progression from him over the year? It seems like he has gotten more comfortable as the season's gone on. Yeah, but, I mean, I feel like he's been – same guy he was beginning of the year. I mean, he's been clutch all year. Um, whenever we get in a situation where we need need a drive, need some points, I mean, no one on the sideline really ever worries um, uh, with our. I mean, with him, our offensive line, the weapons we have, um, and defense playing like they have been a couple past couple uh, weeks. Um, he he just he's locked in. Um, he's locked in all game, um, and he just lights up when the light uh, when the pressure comes on. So. Um, we have no worries with that. Texans rookie K.J. Dillon got stuck with a $16,000 dinner bill. Have you had any rookie hazing incidents? Uh, Not really. Definitely not $16,000. But it was actually funny. My mom texted me a little bit ago and was like, I just freaked out watching the news because I saw your name. And it said K.J. And I saw the bill. And she, I guess she kind of freaked out um, because $16,000, that's that's what, that could go a long way for me right now. So she was like, she texted me and she was like, that's not you, right? And I was like, no, that's the Houston Texans rookie. That's not me. If that was me, you'd be getting a call. I'll let you know that happened. 
Have you had any sort of incident? Have you had to carry a little pink backpack like they do in baseball? Have you had to buy any dinner or anything? They just outlawed that. Did they? Oh, yeah. Well, I I did hear that. Have you had anything similar? Uh, Not not too much. I mean, uh, the rookies all get like, we'll get snacks for the uh, receiver room. Um, I've done that a few times. Um, but nothing too serious. I mean, I play, I paid for some meals every now and then. Uh, I guess during camp I did, but it was not, nowhere near uh, what KJ Dillon paid for, for sure. Who's the biggest eater on the team? Biggest eater? Yeah. Uh, everybody on the line. Every time <laughs> the line eats, it's just stacked up. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's uh, the biggest clown on the team, biggest uh, jokester? Marquette, easily. Yeah. How many- Marquette, Marquette. People love this dude. I mean, he started dancing, and now he goes viral, and now he's America's favorite punter. He's making punters great again. <laughs> he is. He's a, he's a funny guy. This dude is. He's different. He's out of his, he's out of his element. He's in his own world, but it's it's fun to be it's fun to be around him. The grind for you, KJ, of being on the practice squad, trying to make the roster. It's got to be mentally draining from week to week. I mean, make no mistake, you're in practice squad. You're in the National Football League. But there's got to be times where you think to yourself, I want to be on that damn field and I want to be part of this playoff team and I want to be playing in January and I want to rematch against against the Patriots like what happened 10 years ago. Doesn't that go through your mind week to week? Yeah, it does. I mean, obviously I want to be, be able to contribute anyway, but my role right now is practice squad, so I try and um, I just focus on the, the role I have. I mean, I'm, I'm giving the guys a good look on special teams, on offense for the defense. Um, and I don't think too much about it. I mean, when the time comes, if I'm ever called up or they need me, then I go. Um, but I'm trying to just stay focused on the role I have, trying to give, um, con- contribute as much as I can to the role I have, um, and just keep my head down, stay humble, and uh, keep grinding. There's not too much stress or uh, negativity going through my mind about not being active right now. Um, I'm just living in the moment um, and staying positive. Jack Del Rio, to quote Jay-Z, in, in week one, he used his cojones uh, going for two against the Saints. What's it been like playing under him? He's really a guy who's one of my favorite coaches out there because he just he has guts. And what's, what's it been like under him? It's been great. Um, it's been good getting to know him as well. He's a great coach. Um, he knows how to take care of his players. Um, he knows how to have fun with us as well. Um, he jokes around with us um, like one of the guys. Um, but he's a he's a good coach. He knows he knows his stuff, um, and and I can tell the guys guys trust him as well. So it's been it's been good getting to play under him. Do you guys talk about a Super Bowl run? Is that something that goes on in the locker room? I mean, you say that before the season. Let's be honest, KJ. People will call you crazy. Say the Raiders are a Super Bowl contender, but right now, you guys are. Is that something talked about in the locker room? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's every team's goal. I mean, you want to get to the Super Bowl, you want to win championships, and that's that's definitely one of our goals and uh, he coaches made that known um, but we do a good job of like I said a, a few minutes ago we do a good job of focusing each week on what we have uh, the task we have at hand um, and I think that's helped throughout the season because um, I mean the NFL it's a long season it's 16 games um, you can't you can't get caught up in looking too far ahead um, because the talent in this league is insane every week you got to compete um, but yeah, I mean that's not, that's definitely a goal uh, that this team has. Um, you just got to keep pushing for it. KJ Brent, Raiders receiver, number eighty. KJ underscore Brent on Twitter, joining us here on the Jake 
Brown show. What is your situation? Are you, are you a, is it a one year deal kind of thing? Are you going to be a free agent in the off season? Uh, I still I think that's how it works. Um, for, yes, uh, we signed a one year deal, um, week to week and all that stuff. Prep squad. Um, so all the I guess the off season I have to talk with my agent about that and how that works. Talk with the team and see how that works as well. Um, but I'll, I'll worry about that after um, the season's over. Has it been a big transition for you being, uh, I know you're originally uh, from St. Louis, I believe. You go to Carolina, of course, and now you go to the West Coast, to the Bay. What's that uh, transition been like? It's definitely been different. Um, I mean, it's far away from family, but I mean, I've loved every minute of it. Um, it's, it's been great getting to experience a new area, a new city, new people, um, and a new team as well. Um, I mean, it's it's been uh, my family got to come out uh, for Thanksgiving that weekend game. Um, they won't be here for Christmas, so that'll be that'll be different. But uh, it's part of the job, so I'm not not too worried about it. Um, we got a game this weekend, so we just got focused on that. But it's been different, but it's been fun. I mean, I've I've enjoyed this experience 110. Um, percent I wouldn't change it for the world. So um, hope that I can keep it as long as I can. Well, you got the Colts, you got the Broncos coming up, you got a playoff spot locked in. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you here in these last couple of weeks. If we don't, I know you'll be on the field for either there or somewhere next year. Good luck to you guys. Good luck to you. Good luck to the Raiders. I'm, I'm rooting for them because I do not want to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl yet again. KJ Brent, thanks for coming to the show, man. Appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Hi, this is Kevin Harlan of CBS TNT in Westwood One. You're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome back to the Jake Brown Show, everybody. He played on iTunes, Spotify. Kevin Harlan is its own interview. It's pure gold, so we had to separate it. So it's going to be its own. You'll, it's up on iTunes, Spotify. Check it out. You do not want to miss this interview. Yeah. You don't want to miss this show, but you definitely don't want to miss Kevin Harlan because he's great. Kim had some great questions. I had some great questions. He had some better stories. He was the best. He was the highlight of the interview, as the as it should be, I feel like. The interviewee should be the highlight of the interview. Yeah, man. That's what makes the best interviewers. It's, it's not about themselves. That's a hot take. Right All right, relax, Kimmy Turner over here. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying you're like that. I'm saying that's why you're one of the best. You let you let the stars shine. Um, let, let the stars shine. Smooth. She's smooth. Uh, that voice is Kim Adams. Uh, she knows her Big E. So we're going to talk Big E's here, the final segment of the show. We talked about it briefly a little bit before. First off, Villanova, far and away the elite team in this in this conference. Is there obviously of Creighton, 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 Creighton? That shit, Creighton. The Jays. Okay, right, that, that's how I want to remember that shit, Creighton. That shit, Creighton. Um, Creighton and Butler, Xavier, Seaton Hall is the top five according to the Kim Adams Power Rankings, which you can find at kimadamsports.com. If you like that plug, the uh, plug. Is Villanova far and beyond better than the rest of the class? I'm not going to go as far as to say far and beyond. I think at this point they are a level above everyone else. They are the number one team in the country. Uh, I think they've earned that much respect. But there are some really good teams in the conference this year. Uh, Right now there are four teams in the top 25. Uh, Creighton is number nine, Butler is 13, Xavier is 17, and Seton Hall is just outside of the top 25 right now, fourth team out. Also, Providence. Providence not receiving any votes, but they are, are playing really 
well also, and I'm getting a lot of uh, hate from the Friar fans for not Uh-oh. putting them in the top five, but it's really tough because none of these teams are losing. As a matter of fact, the top three teams, Nova, Creighton, and Butler, 32-1. and The top six teams are 60-7. and So this conference is, is putting in work. But back... Is that a week... Sorry, to start you there. Is that a week non-conference schedule or are those teams that good no there have been there have been some quality wins you look at butler maybe they have the strongest resume of any of these teams two top 10 wins they beat arizona and then they just upset uh indiana the other day who was number nine at the time they also have a top 25 win over cincinnati um so not to say every game has been a top 25 win but villanova won on the road at Purdue, uh, a lot of these teams won preseason tournaments. Um, so, I mean, I don't think any team is going out and playing 12 top 25 teams in the non-conference. So it's it's a mix of some games that they should win, and they did, and a mix of some really, some really challenging road games or neutral site games that they've just found ways to win. Who's the sleeper team in this conference? There's a few. I mean, right now I have Creighton as the number two team. And it's going to be very interesting in a few weeks. Villanova's heading out to Creighton to play on uh, New Year's Eve. Um, and Creighton is a really tough place to play. CenturyLink Center in Omaha. There's no pro sports out there. Not so, much else to do. Uh, some corn. They're some all amazing. in on Creighton Athletics. Yeah. And they sell the place out every night. Just about, uh, I think it's 17,000 fans. Um, but Creighton is an incredibly talented offensive team, uh, top 10 in the nation, just under 90 points per game. Uh, they're actually playing in about an hour, uh, 20 minutes, actually. They're playing uh, Arizona State. Uh, by the time this airs, <laughs> we'll see if they will well, have won the or not. <laughs> uh, but they're going for their second-best start in program history. Um, a ton of weapons. Um, and then there's always Seton Hall. They, they beat Villanova last year to win the Big East tournament. Um, a lot of good players coming back. Butler, Xavier. I mean, I think there's really four or five teams that could win the Big East, but obviously they all have to go through Villanova to do that. As a Queens guy, obviously I root for the Johnnies. Have they vastly improved? Because last year they were just brutal. They're young. New coach Chris Mullen. Is this a team that has a bright future, or are they going to have to go through a lot of growing pains here? They're, or both? You know what? They're, they're definitely more improved from last year. There's a lot better pieces there this year. Shamori Pons, Marcus Levette are two freshmen who are just putting up really impressive numbers, um, have slid right in there and are starting and, and scoring and assisting and shooting at a high percentage. Um, but but St. John's has lost some bad games. Uh, they lost to LIU Brooklyn the other day. Delaware State. These are games that you should Kansas not lose um, a, as a Big East member. Um, so I, I think the growing pains are coming in the form of, of not winning games that you should. They have talent. They have big guys. They have athletes. They have uh, some really good shot blockers. So I think they're just still trying to – develop some chemistry but I, I think the recruiting has really picked up they're starting to get these local New York City kids um, and they'll have a big test next week uh, when they play Syracuse and they beat Syracuse last year uh, so is, this could be a big uh, turning point for them all right your freshman to watch going into the Big East season here freshman to watch somebody who I think is could actually end up being the biggest X factor in the league is Justin Patton of Creighton. Uh, he's a seven-footer, 
local Omaha kid. No one else recruited him. Had a huge oh man, he's going on the Facebook Live. He's on the snap right now. Um, on the snap. Um, really had nobody recruiting him. Creighton was the only team that offered him. Uh, he redshirted last year, so he got to watch the team practice, watch the team work. And as a seven-footer, he's somebody who can run the floor like a guard. Mm -hmm. And this team is super high-paced, 90 points a game. They're full of athletes. Um, and I think there's a few t teams in the top tier of the Big East that don't have a true center. Villanova's one of them. Xavier's one of them. And this is a team that has a true center in addition to a ton of other pieces. Um, so he's shooting like 80% from the floor because he gets a lot of dunks. Uh, point guard Maurice Watson Jr., great distributor, throws it up to him. Um, so he's one to watch. Kamar Baldwin of Butler wasn't very heralded. Is that how you say heralded? Is that a word? Heralded. heralded. Herald Square? Heralded? He, he wasn't talked about a lot. Let's okay. say that. He wasn't um, and he has come in and, and made a huge impact for them. He's a, a guard, point guard, shooting guard, hit a game winner against Northwestern, uh, looked like a, a veteran out there, um, has been really strong in the backcourt. So he's somebody who's had a big impact. Uh, Miles Powell uh, on Seton Hall, local Jersey kid. A lot of people said, oh, they lost Isaiah Whitehead. He's playing with the Nets now. Um, who can replace that? And he's been one of the people. Um, Kadeen Carrington, a junior now, has kind of taken over the reins at point. Um, but they have a few other people who can come in and, and run point. And uh, Miles Powell's incredible shooter has had, you know, a, a little bit of a uh, – it's been tough to adapt sometimes, stronger than others. But if he can get that three-point shot going consistently – um, he's somebody to watch. And then the two, uh, two St. John's guards that I mentioned, um, you know, still working through some growing pains with the team, but two very talented players to keep, in, keep an eye on. Are there a couple players in the Big East that you see being potential NBA first-round picks here coming up? Uh, I think everyone's talking about Josh Hart from Villanova. Uh, he's in the conversation for player of the year. And um, he tested the waters last year with the new rules, um, worked out for some teams, decided to come back. Um, but he's gotten a lot better. I think the biggest area he's improved is his passing and his decision-making. Um, he's more than doubled his assists from last year. He's Coach Wright called him the most complete player that he's ever coached, and it's really true. He leads the team in scoring. He's over 20 points a game, rebounding, assists, and, and he's like a – a small forward, a wing player, um, second in steals. He's done everything. So I think his uh, his draft stock is really improving. Um, again, I've heard a lot of talk about Justin Patton from Creighton, only a freshman, but people see his size and his ability to run. Um, a lot of people have actually been talking about Mikhail Bridges, who's more of a role player on Villanova, but he's very long, athletic, lanky. Um, and then you've got some guys that – you know, are really gonna are gonna fight to make it. Maurice Watson Jr. leading the country in assists right now, but he's five ten, hmm. um, so he's always had an uphill battle. But um, he's gonna try and try and make it. And Trayvon Blewett from Xavier, really really good shooter. Um, all of these guys are are gonna try and make it. But I'd say right now the biggest uh, spotlight is on Josh Hart. Are you five ten? I'm like five nine and a half. I was 5'10 yeah. on the roster because, you know, when you have the sneakers on, you gotta adds yeah. a little bit. But, um, yeah, I'm actually short for my family. I'm the shortest by a few inches. That shooting guard, number 22 <laughs> out of White Plains, New York. 
Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy Adams. Um, is Villanova the one team you look at here? We got about, we got like a minute or two left. Is Villanova the one team you look at as making a potential Final Four run, or do you see Creighton uh, being able to do so as well? I can definitely see Creighton doing it as well. I think they have all of the pieces. They have a tremendous amount of guards. Maurice Watson Jr., like I said, leading the nation in assists, 9.2 assists per game. He is the orchestrator of the team, gets them going. Um, they have a ton of players averaging in double figures. They just have so many weapons. And then, like I said, they have Patton down low, um, Coach McDermott, tremendous coach. Um, so I really think they have all the pieces, the athleticism, and the depth to make a deep run. And the one thing I noticed uh, the other day, just to keep an eye on, is their rebounding hasn't been too strong. Mm. Um, they're at like a p- plus 1.2 rebounding margin. And I think that's somewhere where they're going to have to improve because if you get beat on the glass in Big East play, it's not going to end well. Xavier's a very tough rebounding team, Seton Hall. Um, So that's an area they're going to have to improve. But if they can get that rebounding a a bit stronger, I really think that they have all the pieces. And um, Villanova, again, I mean, they're going to be tough to beat just because they're they're so disciplined. They have the experience. They haven't really had a bad game yet. And you know, some of these other teams, whether it's Big East teams, ACC teams, Big Ten, have had bad games. And, and Villanova just finds a way to win. And, and what's interesting about the team this year is they're not very deep. Um, they've been playing seven guys. Phil Booth has missed <clears throat> the last eight games with a knee injury. So originally they said it wasn't serious. He'll be coming back. So I'm not really sure what's up with that. But with him out, they've literally played a rotation of seven guys. So you know, you could say, hey, will that come come back to hurt them in February with bodies tired, foul trouble, injuries? Um, you never know. But the seven guys that they've put out there have done tremendous work, and it's it's led by Josh Hart and Chris Jenkins, Big Smooth, the guy who hit the big shot last big year. Smooth. She's breaking it down, Big East Hoops right now, stuff that I could not break down whatsoever. Do you look at uh, the final standings here being Nova, Creighton, Butler Xavier is that the final four do you see that changing at all um I mean originally I had Xavier at three this is the first week that I bumped Butler up because of that big win over Indiana um I think Xavier is still figuring some stuff out they lost uh James Farr and Jalen Reynolds last year and I think people underestimated how big of a loss that was uh in the front court um I mean Providence Georgetown we haven't mentioned Georgetown had some bad losses to begin, but when you look at them on paper, they have a lot of talent. Uh, Rodney Pryor is leading the conference in scoring. He's a grad transfer from Robert Morris. I could see them making a run. Um, I think there's five, six teams uh, that could really end up in that top four. Um, Seton Hall, again, a lot of talent, a, a true big man in Angel Delgado averaging a double-double. Um it's going to be really interesting. I think a lot of teams are going to split meetings. I don't think there's going to be a lot of 2-0 and sweeps. It's really hard to go on the road in the Big East. And it'll be, it'll be clear when we see Villanova tested just in a week or two, going to Creighton and going to Butler, two top 15 teams to start conference play. That is Kim Adams breaking it down. Follow her on Twitter, at Kim underscore Adams one Luke has the Facebook live literally in, it's really, in my nostrils oh my right now it has uh, a lot of pressure. that will wrap up the show you heard KJ Brent you heard Kim Kim great job thanks for coming in thanks for having me 
thank you for having me. This was fun. Yep. And Kevin Harlan will be a separate podcast. You hear that? Definitely listen to that. Uh, a good week. Happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. We'll see. We'll be back and better than ever next week. And follow us. We'll have the web extra with Kim. And we may have another interview this week. We'll keep you posted on that. Thanks, everyone, for listening to The Jake Brown Show. Happy holidays and good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.